heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kirona Podcast, a show about what you will find, what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And now who's your host, Chantal Napa. Your host, welcome back to first time listeners. Hi, Kiorana, may you live long. That's what our national greeting means to my um, people across the world that have been listening to me. Thank you so much. It's me again. Guess what? I'm wearing beautiful Aikatu today. Aikatu is the flowers in my hair. And we have Tiaratena in them, which is our local gardenia. And so I am actually getting interviewed today, everyone, by a foundation called IPPF, and that's an acronym. And I did look up what the acronym meant, Nerida, and it's like International Planned Parenthood Federation. Parenthood Federation. And then I was driving here. And I just noticed that your logo is on the CIFA sign today. It certainly is. <laughs> That's right. CIFA is a member of IPPF. Yeah. And so you, so I go to CIFA, right? And so this all started because Mark Henderson, um, for the uh, on and off for like the last maybe eight years, on and off, um, I first started seeing Mark in, for therapy like you sort of go for like three months and then two years later you have another check-in with your therapist and then three years later you have another check-in right and my a friend of mine Diane calls it um she calls it a warrant of fitness from the neck up cool eh? and then I always look at it like when you have a toothache you go to a doctor a dentist and when you have like a you know you need heart work you go to a heart surgeon and so if you feel that you need anything for the mind you go to a mind specialist I totally agree. And so I used to go to Mark privately. So then um, about three and a half months ago, I texted him hoping, you know, he's still here because, like, he's been here now seven years, right? And when I say hoping, because we have such a transient lot of specialists who come here, Narita, for, like, two years or three years and then they leave. And so I texted him and I'm like, yay, he's still here. Cool. Um, and then he said, oh, but I'm not private anymore i now do 20 hours um up at tereora college for the college students that's where we have 800 students at that school so you do 20 hours a week there and then i do like i don't know 10 hours or something a week down here right you know and then i'm at cifa something like that right so he says i do two days a week here you know and then i i'm at the school and i'm like cifa oh, yeah, I know where that is. He goes, yeah, come. It's a great place, great space. You know, I'm here Thursday, Fridays. What time would you like? So I go there on that Thursday, three and a half months ago, Marita, and 
then I put $70 down because when he was private, that's what we were paying. Well, that's what I was paying. That's what I was happy to pay, right, when he was private. He goes, put your money away. He goes, this space here is a space for Cook Islanders. It's, we, have a, we have one part is funded, you know, for anybody. He goes, we've got a funder. We've also got the government. We've got, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He goes, so welcome. Sit down. Put your money away. Well, anybody's going to put $70 back into their, like, you know, pocket, which is something you totally value for an hour of mental health. And then he says, um, he goes straight away, you're entitled to six sessions. And then if I think you need more, then I just apply. I'm like, you know, like I've driven past, because this is why he suggested to me on Thursday. So on Thursday, I had my therapy session with him, right? He goes, Chantel, one of our funders is here, IPPF. Um, did he say funders? Yeah, sponsors. And he goes, um, would you like, you know, they're looking for stories. They're looking for our stories, you know, and would you like to be one of the people that they interview? And I go, sure, sure. And I'll do it at the same time on my show, right, which is how we're ending up here. And then I went and read a little bit about what your foundation does before today. And then I was like, telling you just before we turned on the microphone reader how um i had driven past that building for like 14 years never been in that building over here cifwa which is cifa which is cook island family welfare association but then i also explained that i'd never been in there because i was newly in our relationship and my goal was to have children so my goal 15 years ago was to have children not have a you know planned family uh and so is that what it's called planned family yeah because you just wanted that to be organic yeah so then he tells me he's in CIFWA I go into CIFWA for my session I have a look inside there what do they do oh my goodness so I'm like I should bring my girls here who are 13 and 11 because I go into CIFWA this is for all you Cook Islanders you go into CIFWA Cook Island Family Welfare Association they have like all this stuff in there about managing stress, self-help tips for people living in the Pacific Islands. That's the World Health Organization. And I was in there with my daughters the other day because um, it was school holiday. So I took my 13-year-old and my 11-year-old in there the other day and said, um, there's contraception options for girls and guys here. And I got my children to pick these up. Pap smears, what every woman needs to know. Regular pap smears. And then my 13-year-old, you know, she's like looking at this stuff. Can you say this word, Narita? Syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. And then combined contraceptive pill, all of this. And so she's 13 and I'm and 11. And they're both, you know, got their periods. I mean, my 11-year-old got her period just before her 10th birthday. I know. I know. And Athena, you know, she's 13, and so she's had her since she was about 10 as well. I know, it's young, eh? So the thing is, when I took them, when I started going to the therapy sessions in there three and a half months ago, and I saw all this stuff, the male condom, the, you know, hormonal IUD, all the information, you know, um, about, like, 
menstruation. And sometimes I don't know how to talk to them about it. Like even though I had my period for like, I don't know, 40 years, I'm not a doctor, right? And so then here was a really cool thing. A friend of mine told me about period underwear. Yes. Diane yeah, told me about the period underwear because she said to me, um, she goes, Chantal, let me show you these. I got them for my daughter and Tiani, and she said it's just changed her 12-year-old life. So this was like Christmas last year. And I went, you can't buy them here, eh? She goes, no, you can't buy them here. Right? So then I message a friend in New Zealand, take a photo of that. And that's what we do with a lot of things here, Narita. Take a photo, message it to the next person you know coming on holiday. Mm -hmm. And she was coming in April, Marcia. She went online, bought them, right? Bought over six each for my girls, different cuts. Then my girls, it took me a month to even prep them to wear them because they were like, how can that work? How can this underwear get all that blood, right? Well, it seems too good to be true, doesn't it? Correct. And they wouldn't even try it. So I said, how about you try it at home? And then, because they're worried about going to school and then it's going to leak, you know, right? So they tried it at home, the period underwear. And they're like, mom, they're like, that works. Like, cool. So we got more, brought in by more friends who, who brought it. Then I think like about a month or something into my weekly sessions at CIFWA, I told the receptionist. So I said, guess what? This would be right up your guys' alley at CIFWA, um, this period underwear. And I don't think she'd heard of it. I, I can't remember. And so I sent her the, the email link and then yeah so I told them about it because I want Cook Island girls to have access to this I mean I probably should tell the pharmacy as well because the pharmacy would be the people to bring them in but CIFO is right up there early because they're about menstruation for young girls and they want to go into the schools and they want to talk to the girls about it and stuff like that right yeah absolutely and CIFO does go into the schools mm. and provides comprehensive sexuality mm. education and so the period health is such a natural fit for that and actually, when I found out about period underwear, you know, about a year or so ago, my first thought that it was a really good fit for IPPF, who I work for. And we have members all over the world. Yeah. And I think it just, for so many girls, particularly in underdeveloped yeah. countries, actually don't go to school when they have their period because they can't afford mm. uh, the hygiene yeah. products. And I just thought, if we could just get these period undies. Oh, Narita, do you know what I was like? I got two girls. That's $50 a month, minimum, mm -hmm. minimum. When you have two of them a month, right, and then you've got the pads and the tampons, um, you, yeah, you're looking at about 60 a month. That's just two girls, 6, 12, 72, that's $720 a year minimum. So it's about $1,000, right, two girls. Mm. So that's what I was saying to the CIFO receptionist. I said to her, this is going to save our environment because the pads with the environment, I said it's um, just it's it's organic. You just wash it in water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like how cool is that? Yeah, and comfortable. And comfortable. And they have like the different. Yeah. I remember listening to a podcast now. I'm thinking about about the lady that um uh, invented the period underwear. Oh really? Mm. Oh, I haven't heard the story behind that. Mm. It's a funny story. I think her and her sister. Yeah. Anyway. Research it. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, lady who, um, yeah, who invented the period underwear. Yeah, mm. 
actually, I have a, a little niece in Australia. She's 11 years old. And I messaged my sister recently and I said, you should like think about getting period underwear for her for when she starts her period. And my sister wrote back, I've already thought about it. Because it is the perfect thing for a yeah. young girl to not have to worry about you know, oh, having oh pads in their bags. Yeah. And I remember when I was at school and I'll get my period and you kind of like, put the pad into your pocket and then, you know, go to the toilet. And I went to an all-girls school where you'd think it would be more acceptable and open, but it was always a matter of some sort of taboo or embarrassment. So to eliminate that for young girls Mm. would be amazing. Yeah, that's great. And so, yeah, Sifwa, then I had to, I filled out a feedback form recently, right, for them. And then I remember down the bottom, because they were like, would you recommend this service? CFWA, Cook Island Family Welfare Association. I was like, yeah, because I already told, like, a friend of mine, Fiona. I said to her, you know, Fiona, they have a female doctor there and she's there oh, three days a week or something between this time and this time. And she she goes in at a time where people have finished work. So she, so, so she also does a couple of days a week between, like, you know, 3 and 7 yeah. p.m. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Fiona goes, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Because... When you get a public health here, you go and you it's the doctor on duty, right? It's the doctor on duty. And it could be anyone. Yeah, and yeah. it could be anyone, which is – and then they look in the computer and they look at your um, history, right? That's if you don't go to a private GP. So you can go to a private GP. We do have private GPs here. But if you go to public health, it's and, – and, and I'm not knocking the free system. The system is amazing. It's just that they're looking at it and then – they're trying to read everything about you. So when you have the same GP or this female doctor, which is what I told Fiona, so she went there three or four times and got a whole lot of stuff done by the female doctor um, and she just felt hmm, safer. And then I was talking to Mark and he was like, you know, the next thing we, I remember he said to me, Narita, one thing we could look for in the future is a male nurse. So that to maybe more men would come, you know, maybe more men would come into the into CIFA. Yeah, exactly. And I think what sets CIFA apart, I mean, I've been here three weeks now on Raro and everyone that I've spoken to about CIFA just raves about it because it seems like it's really held closely to people's hearts and really appreciated because of the type of healthcare they provide is a little bit more sensitive. It's sexual and reproductive healthcare. And so people don't necessarily want to go into a big hospital mm. or clinic. They want to go into a place where they feel safe, where there's privacy, where there's perhaps female you know, nurses and doctors who they can speak to about these issues and then be, be free to, to discuss that and get the services they need, whether it be family planning or even STI mm. screening and, and treatment. And also what I really like about it, since you've just mentioned it, is that they have several types of services. So if you're going in for counselling but you didn't even realise that there was a clinic component of it, you suddenly are now aware you've got these pamphlets in front of us right now which talk about, you know, menstrual health and STIs and vice versa. If someone goes into the clinic just for clinical services, then might find out that there's this free counselling service, which is amazing. Mm, Yeah, it's amazing, totally. Like I've been telling a lot of locals, did you know you can call Sifwa and then you can see a professional, you know, counselling therapist there on behalf of the organisation and the government and, you know, it's just, um, when I go, um, 
I don't know if Cook Islanders are used to counselling sessions, right? And when I say I don't know, because I was talking to another friend recently and she said, well, what did our people do before we had counsellor Chantal? I said, well, I suppose they went to talk to the ariki and then the ariki would talk to the mataipo or, or the, you know, then the rangatira, then the, you know, that, you know, about that structure we have here, right? So we have, like, the chief, then the chief has sub-chiefs, then the sub-chiefs have sub-chiefs, and then it, and then it comes down into the community. Um, so that's possibly who they would go and talk to about their mental health, right? Before, before. Because it's not really... I mean, you've been driving around for three weeks. Have you seen one sign that says therapy office? No. You know what I mean? And I love how open you are about it, about the necessity of getting mental health care. It's really refreshing because so many people would not talk about it. And, you know, it's not something that I wanted to ask you, actually, in Cook Islands generally, you know, what is it like with mental health care? Are people open to it? Are they to discuss? Well, not really like I do now because I'm fearless right like um, I mean when I on and off I'm going I remember I don't know six years ago when I was must have been seeing Mark at the time for a couple of months my mum said to me there's nothing wrong with you Chantal you don't need to go and see a therapist right and then I said and certificate do you have nothing wrong with me I go mum you're my mum you, do, you didn't go to university, you didn't train. You know, these people are trained for the mind, the most complex organism we have in our body, the mind. So I think I'm going to go somebody with a certificate. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. Don't worry about it, you know. I mean, somebody else described Narita going to therapy as somebody else here. I won't throw them under the bus because, of course, I've been talking about therapy. Um, and this was a male, that it was weak, uh, that it was weak, right? Not, it was just a, a statement. It wasn't a personal, you know. And then I said, well, I, I said, so you would see me as weak? I said, I'm the most courageous, bold, you know, woman that I can be. I do not see myself as weak. I see myself as strong to get the help so I can be better. And that takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage. So it's, it's not mentality. It's just, um, yeah. Mm. But, I mean, when you think about it, you drive around Rara and you see, like, you know, corner, corner dairy. You, you don't see signs here that say, I mean, what do they even say with our mental health at the um at the um tip of a clinic? Just trying to think about our whole mental health. Did, I mean, you know, they have like Evangeline Wong is here. Have you heard of her? She's amazing. Mm. She's another clinical psychologist. She's a local clinical psychologist that's been helping a lot of locals as well, as well. Um, but I think maybe it just needs a bit more advertising of its availability yeah well this podcast is a start 
Sequoia is probably going to get many phone calls. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Especially because uh, 36% of my listeners come from the Kobanas. Yeah. Yeah, so this is perfect. More mm. people will know about the services. Yeah. And as you said earlier, you know, mental health, I feel like it is the the building blocks of, of our life. You know, if we don't have strong mental health and everything else falls apart, and if we had a sore foot, we wouldn't hesitate to go to the doctor. That's right. That's the metaphor I was, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have a toothache, earache, noseache, you go see the special, the doctor, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they have the special doctor, the author orthopedic person for you know that and then they have the nose doctor and the eye doctor and the ear doctor and they got the brain doctor too yeah exactly and you know around the world mental health concerns really skyrocketed during COVID because people were isolated losing their income and just feeling generally lost so now more than ever actually I think we need awareness about mental health and you know the ability to go and see someone and talk through our problems mm. and not see it as a weakness it's it's actually really brave it's mm. a strength and you have to be really vulnerable i think true to be open about it but also to be with your counselor or your therapist and be really vulnerable it's actually difficult it is difficult and like even if i'm talking like just to friends or family at the moment you know I say to them, look, I took myself back to therapy three and a half months ago in Raro. I said, the reason is because I want to be better. And I, you know, I, I don't want to have, you know, like jigsaw puzzle in my brain, you know, and the way to be sharper and better is to actually sort of, what's the word? Yeah. Just, and then they're like, so you're just talk about it so easily and I go well it's not a subject that I go to jail for (laughs) like why would you not talk about mental health why would you not talk about therapy why would you not like what's the big deal eh? yeah absolutely I think the more we talk about (coughs) subjects that are taboo Mm. and we normalize them Mm. then the easier it gets and the same applies to even discussing sexuality um consent things like this with young people if you start early and you are normalizing these conversations it means that there's no taboo around it it's not shrouded in mysteries where people then have to turn to the internet or to their friends who may not have the right information let's just talk about it openly and have the experts have that space to educate people yeah that's a much better way to put it than me it's a much better way to put it exactly and that's why like I took my 13-year-old daughter there, my 11-year-old daughter there, and I said, this is a space that you can come to. They will have the answers because mummy doesn't. Mummy doesn't have all the answers. Mummy has some of them, but not all of the answers. So I just want to let you know where this space is. You can come in here anytime you want, right? Um, I have paid your $10 membership, right, to my 13-year-old, and they're like, oh, and I said, yeah, it's just to let you know it exists because you might feel uncomfortable, um, but at least you know you can come here. That's amazing. And when you're in a small community, um, yeah, to let them know they have somewhere they can go to talk about menstruation, to talk about pap smears, to talk about, you know, and let the person, the, the, you know, let the professional explain the pap smear to them. Because yeah. I don't want to explain it to them I'd rather the professional, thank you. <laughs> but I'd rather the professional, I'd, yeah, the professional tell them why it is important. 
to have your pap smear. Because if you don't have regular pap smear, then you could possibly, you know, then it can lead to like cancer, you know, totally. So, yeah, 13 and 11, um, nice for them, yeah, to know. And hopefully they'll tell some of their friends at school. Yeah, spread the word. Mm. Well, sounds like you're a wonderful mother. Oh, yeah, I do my best, (laughs) absolutely. And I know that I am doing a good job because they tell me, my girls tell me. It's wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you wanted to ask me about? I did all the talking today. You're a natural. I can see why you have your own podcast. (laughs) Well, I can also see why Mark Henderson, who's doing the therapy and the counselling at CIFA, asked me on Thursday. Yeah. He said to me, um, would you consider being interviewed by IPPA? And I was like, sure. Yeah, thank you so much for allowing us to be on your podcast and interview you. And for just being the way that you are. I hope that it's infectious. I hope that your openness and open-mindedness yeah. is infectious and that other people in the Cook Islands can feel free to be like you as well. I think we are, but you put a microphone in front of you, you put a video in front, it's, you know, um, a lot of people are, oh, no, 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 no. Like, doing this, the microphone, yeah, it takes... Because I've got 92 countries listening, over 900 cities listening. Um, it takes guts. Absolutely. And you're the first person <laughs> who's doing it in Cook Islands and you're a woman. Yeah. True. It's amazing. True. Pat on the back, say. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not many people come to Cook Islands, you know, uh, from around the world apart from Australia New Zealand. And so I think people will be really curious about what life is like here. So I think you're doing a wonderful job with your podcast. And I'm going to go back and listen to some podcasts of episodes <laughs> now. Awesome. Awesome. And when this is um, edited, then uh, you'll be able to just, it'll just drop down if you follow Kiorana Podcast. Right. So everybody listening, okay, Kiorana Podcast, um, Spotify, Apple, living platforms, you all know that. If you've been listening to me, Google, Google Podcasts, Chromecasts, I know four or five of them out of the 11 platforms that I'm on. <laughs> right. And then... I'll send you the links. So, yeah, are we done? Yeah, and for CIFRA, you you can either Google CIFRA, they're on Facebook, or they're located just outside of town. Mm -hmm. Near the um, the opposite, the Tupapa um, Health Clinic. Thank you. Yeah, you know. On the inland. Yeah, Yeah. the opposite, the Tupapa Health Clinic in in town, um, on the inland side. They got a sign that says CIFWA. And then underneath it is your logo, IPPF. IPPF. Yeah. Yeah. And then the IPPF, which we said before, is the International Planned Parenthood Foundation and then Cook Islands Family Welfare Association. You got it. Cool. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. There you go. What you will find, what you won't find in the Cook Islands. Nokoni Yamato. Thank you very much, Nerida. And you too, Hannah, sitting here, (laughs) Miss Photographer for the crew. Thanks a lot. Take care, everybody. Kia Good luck. Bye for now.